Hey, thanks for checking out this week's message. We hope you're blessed by the Word of God. For more information on River of Life, you can check out our website, rolmt.com, or download our app. Just search R-O-L-M-T in your app store. Thanks. Well, I just want to tell you how excited I am about the safe outdoor space. I think that we are um, blessed to have people in our church who are right on the front lines of making a difference. Not just talking about making a difference, but actually making a difference. Amen? <clears throat> so I just want, I want uh, we're going to dismiss. I know I see you all with the brake line. I see you. They're like all doing jumping jacks back there. All right, brake liners, I will dismiss you at this moment. I won't finish my thought. I will let those of you who are in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, you can make your way to the back and through the lobby up the stairs where I believe Dakota has something uh, lined up for you today. So we love that they have such an amazing class upstairs. Um, But I I just want to finish that thought for just a moment because I think there's a lot of times that we talk about the fact that we need to make a difference in this world. But I'm so grateful that I get to be a part of a church that doesn't just talk. Like, you're going to have the opportunity after the gathering today, if you want to learn more about what Hope Beacon is doing and and about the temporary safe outdoor space, you can stop by. You'll see a TV out there with a table in front of it that uh, Ashley will be back there. And I know she would love to chat with you more about what it is that they're doing. But the stories that are already coming out of this space that has just been created are incredible, and um, we're just excited because I believe with all my heart that we're going to see miracles take place, and we're going to see lives transformed. It's not a handout. It is a hand up, and, um, and they have set it up in such a way that people will have the opportunity to have their lives changed, and so we're just grateful for that. I just want, I want you to take a moment and ask them some of those stories because it will blow you away because it hasn't even been open for more than a few months, and we're just seeing God already move in that. Amen? I do want to mention to you that we, in two weeks, we have baptism weekend, and uh, if you have not been baptized in water, I would encourage you to sign up and do that. If you've not been with us during that, we love to celebrate baptism. Baptism is phenomenal. It's actually going to be on Super Bowl weekend, and so we are going to out-cheer the Super Bowl as people get baptized in water um, because it's way more important. And that's coming from a guy who has potentially his team might be in the Super Bowl this year. I'm just telling you right now, probably, you will see, right? It's going to be, we'll see. But um, did I just get a thumbs down from our worship pastor? Can, Can I just stop for a second? Have you ever been in a church service where you prayed over an app before? I've never. When you started to say that, I was like, really? We're going to pray over the app? But then you did it. You pulled that off, actually. (laughs) You are a man of God that you can pray over an app. And we all are like, yeah, God, just pray over the app right now. We just power to the app. That's amazing, man. It's super good. Love having fun with my church family. Well, we're in a series that we started last weekend called Extreme Home Makeover, and if you're with us, you know that we spent some time just looking at God's Word, but the premise of the, of the series is 
based on the show that used to be really popular back in the day, that, that show where they would come in and they would completely remodel a house. The house wasn't, wasn't meeting the standards or what the family needed. The family had bigger needs and the house was too small. The, whatever it was, they would, the designer would come in and, and make a plan and the family would go away for a week or two and then they would come back and they would do this move that bus thing and the, and the house would look completely different and it would have everything that the family needed and it just was this amazing moment of transformation. And so last week when we started this series, I told you that, that I believe with all my heart that we're going to come into this, into this series and we're going to talk about family and we're going to talk about marriage and we're going to talk about raising our children and, and we're going to line it up with what God's word says. And when we do that, then all of a sudden for many of us, it's going to break some things down in us and it's going to prepare us for a move that bus moment where God begins to show and reveal to you what life can look like as you put your hope and your trust in him. And I think it's so amazing to, to already watch last weekend, even as we just started the series, and I talked to you about Nehemiah, and Nehemiah had this amazing moment where they're building the wall, and, and he says, the enemy is coming, and so when the enemy comes, what I want you to do is I want you to, to stand your ground and fight for your brothers and your sisters and your, and your children and your spouses, and I want you to fight fight for your family. And he says, when you fight for your family, God will fight for you. And I watched his families last week. I, I had men come up to me afterwards and, and literally like not let go of me and hold on and, and just say, I know that God is going to do something in this season. And I believe that with all my heart. And I told many of you last weekend to get ready because I know that you've got children who are not serving God right now. And I'm believing with all my heart that as we walk through this, we're going to do some battle for your kids. And we're going to believe that God's going to step into their story again. And that transformation is going to take place because he's big enough and he's able I want you to be praying in the weeks to come because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a strategy that I believe that God has laid on my heart where we as a church are going to pray, we are going to come together, and we're going to seek for our children who are not serving God right now. And I believe that we're going to hear miracles uh, out of that. So today I want to take just a few moments and I want to look at a uh, Specific, a Pacific. I want to look at a specific passage of Scripture that we find in 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 39. It says this, As the king passed by, the prophet called out to him, Sir, I was in the thick of battle, and suddenly a man brought me a prisoner. He said, Guard this man. If for any reason he gets away, you will either die or pay 75 pounds of silver. Let's pray. God, in the next few moments as we look at your word, Father, we just ask that you'd speak to us wherever we are. God, I know that there are people within the sound of my voice right now who are, who are just even questioning this whole idea of faith. I know that there are those who've been in the church for years, and I know that there is people who are somewhere in between. And Father, we know that there are people who are watching this from Wyoming, God, at our outpost, and those who are watching in Malawi at our outpost, and those who are watching on the north slope of Alaska, and those who are watching in all different places throughout the world, God, I just thank you because your word does not return void. And Father, as, as I am, am an unworthy vessel that will speak it today, God, I pray, Father, that they'll see past me and they'll see you. 
and that your word in its power will, the authority of your word will transform lives and do what it needs to do. So Father, we praise you for that and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name, amen. So this scripture we read, we see that there's this raging battle that's going on. There are men that are in the middle of it. They're fighting and they're, and I can only imagine as we think of that, the time period that it was, there were, there were swords hitting swords and, and men protecting themselves with shields and probably cries of pain and cries of victory and it's loud and it's chaotic and there's so much that's happening and this, this verse tells us that as this is going on, someone approaches this man and says, I need you to guard this man. And if he gets away, you will pay with your life or you will pay with a great deal of your resources. So as we look at this story and the craziness of all that's happening, we see that time passes and we skip down to verse 40 and it says this, but while I was busy doing something else, the prisoner disappeared. Well, it's your own fault, the king replied. You have brought this judgment on yourself. So I want us to look at this story and you may be going, Jason, what does this have to do with extreme home makeover? I wanna speak to the men today for just a few moments. Now, Whenever you hear that from a preacher, men, you start to squirm in your seats. I understand. Because usually that is followed by a sermon that says you're not cutting it. Usually we, we do, you know, Father's Day and, you know, I say this when it's Mother's Day and Father's Day. Mother's Day we give like, here's a bouquet of flowers. Here's, here's something pretty for you. Hey, take this home. We're so glad that you came. And then we used to, when it was Father's Day, we would give them a book on how to be a better man. Um, <laughs> We don't do that at River anymore. Um, but a lot of times when you, when you hear, oh boy, it's gonna be aimed at the men. I wanna speak to you about this verse because I think there's something that we can learn from it. The soldier begins to make excuses in this. He says, I wasn't being lazy, I was busy. Some translations will say, I was busy here and I was busy there. He just got busy. He lost sight of the man. Surely you can understand. It was chaotic. I lost my focus. I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do. The war is raging and I'm out and I'm doing the battle and, and, and somehow I lost sight of the man. Maybe you're in the room today and you are a man and as I'm talking about this, you know that you have tons of responsibilities. You have things pulling at you all the time. We have a lot to worry about, finances, schedules, future plans, 401ks, all of those things are on our minds. Many of us, even in that, try to subcontract our responsibilities to our wives. Well, she'll be good at being responsible for making sure that the children get to kids' church and be a part of what's going on as far as church goes. I'm gonna use Sunday as my day to just refresh myself and stay home, but I'm really grateful that my wife is taking my children to church. And I wanna talk to you for a few moments today because I think there's something that's important for us to realize as we look at the story that I just read to you. Because I don't know about you, but I can get busy doing all kinds of things. And in this story, this man gets busy, and because of that, he forgets to guard the man. 
I thought I could trust the man, that he would stay where he needed to be so I could get other important things done. Thought about this story for a moment because as we look at this, I believe that God is going to speak to the men in the house. And women, if you're, if you're a single mom, if you're a single lady in the house, you may go, oh, he's preaching just to the men. No, no, I want you to hear this too. Because when you do have a man that's in your life, what you need to do is you need to come to a place where you come alongside him and you help him to guard the man. I thought about this because I can only imagine in the heat of battle, all of a sudden you're doing what you know to do. I know that, that we are to gain this ground, that we are to move forward, that we're to press in, that we're to take back what the enemy has, has taken from us. And so I'm pushing in and I'm, I'm fighting and I'm doing what I need to do. And, and then all of a sudden somebody comes up and says, whoa, 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 I need you to stop what you're doing and I need you to guard this man. So now my, my, my attention needs to be over here and I need to pay attention to this man that's been just given to me. He's now my responsibility. The man seems like he's doing fine. He doesn't look like he's a threat to run away. So I'm gonna just kind of step back towards what I was doing before, but I will keep my eye on him out of my peripheral for a little while. And pretty soon you're back in the, in the heat of it and you're not even paying attention to the man anymore. What I want you to hear from me today is your number one responsibility as a man is to watch this man, is to guard this man. You see, this man is wild. This man will do things that he should not do. Somebody's got to watch this man. Time passes. He allows himself to get further and further and further away. And so now all of a sudden, this big responsibility that he was given, he has, he's forgotten about it. You're to keep him right. You're to protect him. You're to make sure he doesn't escape because our flesh is always looking for an escape path. This man you are to protect is a liar. He is selfish. He will tell you what you want to hear so that you will not pay attention. And if you don't guard him, you won't, you will, he will escape. Paul says in Romans chapter 7, verse 18, he says, and I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, in my sinful nature, I want to do what is right, but I can't. So this soldier is not a bad man. This, this person that is supposed to watch the man, he's not a bad man. He's just a busy man. I want to tell you today that oftentimes I think in society and even in the church setting, what happens is men are made to feel as though they're bad. They're made to feel as though they're not cutting it. You're not doing what is right. You should do better. And I want to tell you that I don't believe that about you men. I believe that you're busy. I believe that you're doing what you think you should do. That you're in the middle of it. The battle is raging and all you know is hold the shield, hold the sword, do whatever I can to win. But you've been given a different assignment. The king has come and he said, watch this man. That's your job. 
Your job description has now changed. Your job description is guard this man. And even with the instructions, if you don't guard him, if he gets away, it will cost you your life. See, I don't think that you're bad. I think you're busy. And I want to tell you today that a lot of the things that you and I spend our time fighting for are not the things God wants us to fight for. So as we look at this, what I want you to hear from me today is I told you last week, a lot of times as you watch these extreme home makeover, they would take the house and they would bring it all the way down to the foundation. They'd go, you know what? What's there isn't gonna work. We can't, we can't make it work with what's left, so we're gonna, we're gonna tear it all the way down. Now that's painful, but today my hope is, is that as you're listening to me, that you'll hear me when I say this because I believe with all my heart that as we step into this season where there is so much unknown right now, I don't care what, who you vote for, I don't care, everything is crazy right now. It's crazy. And as men, it would be very easy to go, my job is to go and fight this battle and go and fight that battle. But I'm telling you what God is saying to you today, all the way back down to the foundation he's saying to you today, guard this man. Like I told you last week, if you fight for your family, he'll fight for you. Many of us have stopped fighting for our family because we're fighting other battles that we think maybe are more important. And in this room, in this moment, for this message, what I want you to hear is guard this man. And it changes everything. As I was thinking about this this week, it's easy to get to a place where I go, I, I, get, I get frustrated at times because I watch as, as moms will bring their kids in on their own. They, the husband doesn't come to church. He's, he's doing whatever he's gonna do and, and he's glad that the kids are going and, and I get frustrated with that and begin to ask the questions, why haven't you been here? And, and, and I hear Sunday's my only day off and, and, and I've got other things going on or now it's, it's I, I wear a mask all week long and I don't wanna have to wear a mask on the weekend and all these excuses after excuses after excuses and we get so busy doing so many things that we forget to guard this man. This man drifts. This man will move from where he's supposed to be. I can only imagine in this battle that, that um, initially the man stood where the, the guy says, you stay here, do not move. And he turns his back for a moment, but he keeps looking to make sure. And I'm sure that that guy stayed right where he was supposed to stay. He's watching me. I'm not going to move. I'm going to stay here. I don't want to be in trouble. But as the man, as this person's attention now shifts to something else, I bet he slowly just started to, to drift slowly began to move further and further away till eventually he looks and the man is gone. We have to pay attention, men. If I don't keep this man, there is no way I will keep my children. There's no way I can influence my wife. I have to keep this man. I have to hedge him 
in. I have to hedge him in. I have to keep him. I have to protect him. I have to put God's word all the way around him. I have to hedge him from porn on the internet. I have to hedge him from selfish motivations. I have to hedge him because I have to keep this man. See, the world is a battlefield and it's noisy and it's chaotic and we can get distracted with all that is happening, but the king will come back and he will ask, did you guard this man? Acts chapter 2, verse 40, then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from the crooked generation. He's saying to them, listen, you've got to pay attention to yourselves. You've got to make sure that you're where you're supposed to be because the generation out there is crooked. This world is upside down right now. And it'll be really easy to try and figure out how can I still fit in? How can I still make make things happen? And how can I fight against the injustice that I see? Or how can I do this and how can I do that? But I'm going to tell you right now, if I lose this man, it all is lost. Because the king will come back, and the king will look me in the eye, and he'll say, where is the man I told you to watch? We can't save the world if we're not safe. We can't save our families if we're not safe. I remember when I was college age, I went and I did... uh, uh, I was a camp counselor up at Glacier Bible Camp, and, and I had the opportunity. They, they, they said, hey, we want to we wanna reward some of you, and so we're going we're gonna to send you out whitewater rafting. And, and so I, I'd never done that before. I'd, I'd intertubed and stuff before, but I'd never done the actual whitewater rafting. And so I remember we were sitting on the shore, and the guy that was going to be our leader was giving us instructions. He put the, the thing on that has the deal that'll float if you fall in, so it'll protect your head from hitting rocks and all that kind of stuff, which is always a great sign that you're in for a great adventure when... Um, so, so we put on all the gear, and in the middle of that, they said, hey, we're going to go through some pretty rough waters, and when we do, there's a chance some of you might fall out of the boat. Okay, and, uh, and so they, they continue to say, if somebody falls out, we're going to leave them until we're in a safer spot to get them. Now, that all sounded fine, but it was almost, I'll be real with you, we were joking around, playing, you know, doing whatever. It was a few college-age kids, and we were, we were messing around with each other. And to me, it was kind of like when you get on an airplane, and they give you all the instructions that you're supposed to do, and you're just annoyed that they won't shut up and quit talking about it, because I want to get back to the movie I was trying to watch on this little screen on the headrest in front of me. But if an emergency were to happen, you would be like, what did they say? Where is the stuff? How am I doing that? Right? So... So they give us this instruction. They say, we're going to hit some rough water. And when we do, if somebody falls out, leave them. Okay? So we're going down the water. And we get to one of the roughest patches. And there was one of the gals that was from the camp that was sitting in the front of the boat right across from me. And in the middle of it, all of a sudden, I, I, was, I said something to her. I look back this way. I look back, and she's gone. And I'm like... So my instinct is, let's get her. Like, we got to get her out of the water. And so I move to go, like, let's go get her out. And the instructor yells at me, sit down and paddle. And I'm like, whoa, dude, first, talk nice to me, man. You can say it nicer than that. So I, I'm like, but 
And he's like, paddle. I'm like, okay, bro, calm down. I'm paying you right now. I don't know how you're yelling at me. So we get out, and then we get out, and she floats down, and we pull her back in the boat. And afterwards, he, he kindly instructed me as to what my error was. He said, we can't have everybody going to try and save her. We're all going to end up in the water if we do that. He said, you got to be safe before she can be safe. I'm telling you men right now, you got to be safe so that your family is safe. Man, your greatest responsibility is to keep this man, to guard this man from perversion, to guard this man from addiction, to guard this man from the influence of substance, to guard this man from pornography, to guard this man from being too busy, to guard this man from greed. We've got to hedge this man in with the word of God. Because the day will come and the trumpet is going to sound and the king will arrive and he will ask you the question, did you guard this man? If I lose myself, I'll lose my kids. See, most men in the Bible didn't lose in the battle. Most did great in the battle. I think about Samson. He was, an, he was amazing on the battlefield. When he let his guard down is when he got destroyed. David was great in the battle, but it was in the quietness of the rooftop that he failed to guard this man. If I lose myself, my, myself what hope is there for my kids? When I'm not in the middle of it, as I thought about these men who are in the, in the battle, they're so good in the battle. When you're in the middle of the battle, you know what you're doing. When all of a sudden something's coming against your family, like you know how to step into that. And you're not gonna get lost there because you know how to handle it. You know how to, how to step up. You know there's an emergency in my home. There's something going wrong. I know how to rise up to the occasion and to fight. I know how to do that. It's in those moments that we see Samson every time he'd go to the battle, we, we'd, we'd, we'd read the spirit of the Lord was on him. And he'd go and he'd, he'd destroy the enemies of the Lord. But then in the quiet place, in the alone times, in the, in the other spaces, when the battle wasn't raging, is when all of a sudden he allowed other voices to come in. It's easy to keep this man when you're in the middle of the battle. You should have those moments. Maybe you have those moments now, moments in worship, moments in study, moments in the battle. But most of us, it's in the in-between that we struggle. So you can come in, and, and even as I said last week, I had, I had men and, and other people come up and just say, I know God, God is going to do something. I know that as we walk through this series that something's going to change, that breakthrough is coming. Perfect song, song for this series, because I believe that. And I know that many of you, you, you left here and you were just jacked. You're excited because you're believing for breakthrough for your family, but it's in the in-between time that we can find ourselves in trouble. God watches what we do in the in-between times. 
We've got to keep ourselves from idols. And you may say, that doesn't seem like something that I need to worry about. But an idol isn't necessarily some figure that you have in your living room that you bow down to. It's anything that you put before God. Why is this important? Because men, you are important. God designed this family thing, and he did it in a way purposefully. Hollywood likes to make men the butt of the joke because at the heart of Hollywood is the destruction of family. Why? Why would Hollywood care about destroying the family? Because as we destroy the family, we destroy the church. The good news is is the devil's already lost. But I'm telling you right now that the diminishment of men in the way that they're portrayed in Hollywood is not an accident. We can get to a point where we start to believe that we are not that important. We are responsible for this man, and we are also responsible for our households. Women, I want to talk to you for just a moment because you have a role in this. You need to build him up. You need to not belittle him. You want the man to lead, then let him. You want the man to lead, then let him. This really shouldn't be giggling from the women <laughs> in the house. Not sure how to quite take that. Show him that he is good and that he is loved and that he is respected. If you nag him, you will have to drag him. I wasn't sure if I should put that up as one of the fill-ins, but I did. If you nag him, you're going to have to drag him. Let him lead. Praise him when he leads well. It's okay to give a little guidance. Guidance. (laughs) Guidance. It's true, Ashley. Not nagging. Believe in him. Can I tell you, he has enough arrows flying at him out in the world. Home needs to be safe. You're a brave man, Richard. I love you. (laughs) Men, we will be held accountable for ourselves, but also for our families. I was thinking about this, and it's been an interesting couple of years. I had the opportunity to go to a thing called Ultimate Leadership, and I've shared about it in here before, where I got to go and sit in intensive group therapy for a week, Uh, And it was not what I thought I was signing up for, but it ended up being this moment where I realized there's stuff in me that I got to work on. And then out of that, I've I've had the opportunity to spend some time with Jason Johnson. And Jason Johnson is part of an organization called Mighty Oaks. And they do kind of that same thing, but for men and women in law enforcement and first responders where they take them for a week and they just dig in 
And I'm watching as people are coming back from both of these things. There's all kinds of pastors in town have gone down to ultimate leadership. And Jason Johnson's been responsible for sending people down to Mighty Oaks. And there's this thing where we, where we pay attention to this. And out of that comes strength. See, men, the problem is, is we live in a society that says, just push through, you'll be fine. Rub some dirt on it, you'll be okay. And I'm telling you right now, that's not how you watch this man. That's not how you guard this man. Because this man is weak and he's vulnerable. This man needs, this man needs to be heard. This man needs to speak. He needs to say what's going on. He needs to have a place where he can talk and be real and allow healing to come. And for many of us, that's so foreign because it's not what we're taught. But I'm telling you right now, as we look at this, as I talk about guarding this man, part of that is understanding this man. The more I understand him, the more I can protect him. Today, I just really feel like we're in this season where, where things are about to get really hard. And I know that's not what any of us wants to hear. None of us wants to hear that 2021 might be harder than 2020. But I'm telling you right now that I believe with all my heart, the thing is, is God is fully in control and his kingdom is not shaking. Even if this country shakes, he does not. So for us to be ready to do what he's going to call us to do in this next season of our lives, men, we've got to guard this man. A man serves the, the, and leads his family. Those two words, serve and lead, may seem contradic contradictory, but they are inseparable according to Scripture. Well, the Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23, that the husband is the head of the wife, he quickly puts to rest the notions that, lead, that this leadership allows any form of selfish male dominance. Some men, you need to hear that. Because he completes the sentence with, as Christ also is the head of the church. Amen. Then the passage goes on to say, that husbands should love their wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. This paints a picture of leadership that is contrary to how the world views it. A man is called to be a servant leader, to take responsibility for his wife and his children and to put their needs ahead of his own. He's called to demonstrate selflessness, sacrificial love, the type of love that we see between God and his children. The second thing is a man follows God's design of true masculinity. That's a word that doesn't get used much anymore. Another thing Hollywood has done is to emasculate. Micah chapter six, verse eight. He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? The core of a man's life should be his relationship with God, 
The man who walks humbly with God is motivated and empowered to step up and assume the difficult responsibilities that come his way. Tonight, as we close this time together, I wanna just take a few moments right now because I believe with all my heart that there are many who are within the sound of my voice right now. And I know that there are some of you that come and you've sat in this room and your husband won't come to church with you. He's disinterested. He doesn't want this. He doesn't want to follow. He doesn't want any. And I understand that this is hard to even hear because your husband seems so far from this. But I'm gonna tell you right now that the God of the universe sees you and he loves you and he has a plan and a desire not only for you but for your husband. And I've seen it time and time again where a wife who prays will see that husband come back to know Jesus Christ. Where a wife who spends time on her knees and believes and trusts and prays that that God would speak to him, transformation comes. So I I wanna challenge you tonight because men that are in this room, I wanna challenge you to be in a place where you begin to understand I'm not calling you out and saying, man, you're pathetic and you're blowing it. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying to you is, don't get so busy. Guard the man. Guard this man. You see, you can win the battle. And that battle that we read about was probably won. But at the end of the day, the king had come back and said, it doesn't matter what you did in the battle. My charge to you was guard this man. And you let him go. So now there's a price to pay. Guard the man. Guard the man. See, I think a lot of you Maybe there are many of you in the room, you struggle with things that you haven't hedged. You've allowed things in, you've allowed circumstances, you've allowed pornography, you've allowed whatever it is, and, you, and you've let this stuff come in, and now you're struggling. But for many of you, I think it's even beyond that. It's, it's you're busy, and you feel like, oh, I keep, I keep looking back. I'm, I'm sure he's fine. He's fine. It'll be okay. He's not going anywhere. Next thing you know, he's gone. The man that you thought you were, the man that when you accepted Christ that you were starting to become, that man is not with you anymore because you've let him go. And I wanted to do this in the first couple of weeks of this series because I believe that if we can get to a place where we start paying attention again, then when we start talking about our kids, when we start talking about our marriage, when we start talking about these other things, men, you're already, you've been, you've been brought down to the foundation and you're rebuilding it stronger, saying, I'm gonna guard this man. So now when I step into week three of, of Extreme Home Makeover and Jason starts talking about the next topic, I already know first job is guard the man. So I'm ready. I'm ready, God, whatever you have for me, I'm guarding the man. I'm paying attention again. Wives, pray for your husbands. Don't nag them. I don't want you to have to drag them. I like that saying. (laughs) You see it. I see wives and their husbands come in, uh, and they sit down. (laughs) 
Just trying to make her happy. He's going to become the leader. He's going to become the lover of God that he needs to be. See, we get busy doing all kinds of stuff and we forget to guard him. Guard the man and watch what God does. I ask everybody to close your eyes with me for the next few moments. Listen, I know that this message was aimed towards guys for the most part, but I also know that there are women in the house right now that if you were honest, you'd say, first of all, maybe you're here and your husband isn't and you're in a position where you're like, God, I just need you to get a hold of him. I need him to become the priest of my home. I need him to be the man that I know you've designed him to be. So if that's you, then in just a few moments, the prayer teams are going to be down here, and I want to encourage you, come and have somebody come alongside you and pray with you. Men that are within the sound of my voice right now, my challenge to you is, have you been guarding this man? Are you paying attention? Is he getting away from you? See, you can't, you can't please the king unless you guard the man. And if you'll guard him, there's a reward. If you'll guard him, you'll see your family prosper. You'll see your children serve the Lord. You'll see these things come to fruition. Why? Because it starts with you guarding the man. So if you be honest today and just say, I haven't been guarding him. I haven't been paying attention. Maybe you're in the house and you do struggle. You know that you've got issues that are, that are recurring. It's an addiction. It's whatever. And you, you, you've let it in. Well, tonight, I believe with all my heart that if you'll come and you'll lay that thing down and say, God, I'm done not paying attention. I'm going to guard the man. So as our prayer teams come and they get ready to be able to pray with you, I want to just encourage you, spend some time in these last few moments of worship and just say, God, I need you. Guys, we're not used to saying those words. We're not used to coming to a place of humility where we say, I can't do it on my own. Because we're looked at as less than if we do that. But in the kingdom, when you say, I'm weak, he says, that's okay, I'm strong. When you say, I can't, he says, it's okay, I can. It's in, it's in that moment of humility that God shines through, that he'll show up on your behalf. So don't worry about what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter. Because the king is coming. And he's going to ask you the question, did you guard this man? Today's a day where you can surrender again and say, God, I'm, I'm going to guard the man from now on. I'm going to pay attention. So I want to pray over you. We're going to open up the, the altars and, and we're just going to worship together. But, but please don't just let this be a sermon that, that goes in and out, but let it be something that, that is transformative to you. Because he's got big plans for you. God, I thank you that you love us, that you've created a way that we can lead and serve. God, I pray that you'll help us, and I pray specifically today over the men, that God, you'll help put us in a position where we believe that for ourselves. God, this world has diminished manhood. It has, it has robbed us of what 
what godly masculinity looks like. So Father, I pray over everyone within the sound of my voice that today would be a day where they would say, enough is enough and I'm gonna guard this man and I'm gonna become the man that God you're asking me to be that I'm gonna lead my home, that no longer am I gonna subcontract that off to my wife, but instead I'm gonna take the reins. And I'm going to lead in a godly way and I'm gonna show her the love, how you love the church. So Father, we just praise you for all that you're doing and I pray God that as you do surgery inside of our lives, that God, it will take out what shouldn't be there and replace it with what should. We give you all the praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand and worship with us? The altars are open if you want to take a few moments. Hey, thanks for listening. River of Life is a ministry in East Missoula, Montana. We exist for one purpose, to make Jesus famous by showing his love to the lost, broken, and hurting. For more information, you can check us out online at rolmt.com. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus today, we'd love to talk to you about what comes next. Shoot us an email at nextstep at rolmt.com. Thanks.